0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of our Troll Talks podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Klein, Director of Alumni and Family Engagement. Um, a lot of folks during the COVID-19 pandemic have been impacted financially one way or another with their, uh, their work or their business, but uh, having uh, an ex- exciting opportunity today to talk to an alumnus who decided to open their business uh, amidst the pandemic. So welcome to uh, Jordan Perry, class of 2017. Hi, Jordan. How are you? I'm good. Thanks
1: for having me. How are you?
0: Good. Well, uh, just really excited uh, to hear about a, a young alum. I, I consider you a young alum, uh, 26, <laughs> 26 years old and, and opening uh, your own business and uh, quite a cool thing. But let's before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit about um, your Trinity journey, how you came to find this place and and um, and, and talk through that a little bit. You. Uh, grew up in Chicago, so uh, didn't grow up far away. Graduated from uh, Crete Money High School, just a little bit south of uh, Palos Heights. Um, mm-hmm. But Trinity wasn't in the cards right out of high school. Tell me a little bit more about your journey to um, from graduating high school to maybe to the point that you found uh, found this place.
1: Yeah, um, so for me, everything, like I said, this is what, when I came to Trinity, I was 20, I think 21. 21 or so, uh, but everything for me at that point, starting from high school was about basketball. Um, like I said, we left, I left from, we moved from the city um, when I was about maybe 14 years old to Crete. Um, just a lot of bad things going on in the city. So we had to move out of there, Our family got out of there. My dad's a cop, my mom's a makeup artist. So they moved us out, moved us out to the park Forest, And uh, we were out there for a while. Um, that's when I started picking up basketball and that kind of became like my driving factor. My dad played professionally and everything, and that became my driving factor for everything. So everything I did at that point was for basketball. It was for my next mm-hmm. move. I wasn't thinking twice about school or anything. It was like I had work. school was kinda like a it was an afterthought. Um, mm-hmm. even though my parents always pushed you no know, education. For me, I I was young. I like it was basketball making the NBA. That was that was my goal so um yeah that's what it was we we left from there um, then I went to uh, like two or three community colleges um one in Springfield um, and then another in Michigan and then after that my Michigan year I decided to reassure I came back here and I went to South suburban College yeah um that's where I got my associate's degree in liberal arts still had no real direction on what I wanted to do uh, again it was still basketball um I was doing really well at that point um Around my sophomore year, so that's all I was really worried on was basketball, Um, and I kind of was like, "Well, you know, I'll I'll go to school, I'll do physical therapy." It was kind of it was my plan B, like, "Okay, and all else fails, I'll go, I'll be a doctor or something." Like, whatever. Um, (laughs) I I was I I was always a decent student, but I never applied myself. Um, I Mm -hmm. never really had to school. Kind of, it came kind of easy to me. It wasn't Mm -hmm. really my focus, especially going from high school and then community college. It wasn't really till I went to Trinity, Um, and I came to Trinity my junior year in college. Um, and that was for a couple of reasons. I had a couple of D1 offers. I had offers from Valparaiso. I had offers from um, Norfolk University uh, in Virginia. Um, but I came to Trinity simply because one, it was closer to home, I already had the going away experience, mainly from home being in another state. Um, and I want to be closer to my family, one of my family to be able to come to my games. And also my brother, um, was an assistant coach. I wanted to get you know get closer to him as well, and um, I had a couple of people that already played for Trinity that I had played you know, at U basketball with, and some people that were coming over to me from my old school that were following me, and I thought it would just be a great opportunity to come there, and um, yeah, so that's how I got to Trinity. Yeah.
0: What was there anything particular that kind of uh, Im- impressed you or stood out to you as you kind of had conversations with with the coach or even once you once you arrived here, it's something that maybe
1: stood out to, compared to the other schools you had experienced? Um, I guess the biggest thing was the schools. Um, the school was was really pr- was really pushing a diversity aspect of it, and um, I thought that uh, I I could bring a different. Um, aspect or, or or a different a different worldview which is what obviously you talked about trinity it's always everything's yeah. about your worldview. i remember that from all all my theology <laughs> classes there it was about worldview it was a different worldview i'm coming from the city um of course i had tattoos and stuff and obviously i'm a young african-american african-american male so that's obviously very important to me so when i came in, i was like i get to bring a little bit more culture to it and, and trinity was very accepting of that that they wanted that mm-hmm. um so i felt really welcome with that um as well as i knew I knew how much a degree from Trinity held. It was like, it, it was a very, very respected school academically. I looked it up, you know, how, how even like, you know, when I was, because as, as I got older, like, yeah, basketball was still my job. In fact, I even played professionally. Yeah, that was what I, what I was going for. And I ended up accomplishing that. But I always, my parents always let me know, you know, the ball, the ball stops for everybody. It's not going to be there forever. So you got to think, so what is your life after? Many athletes felt like that, even the NBA. Many of the guys I know that play in the NBA or play professionally, they don't know what comes after. So I was already setting up my plan for what comes after. And I knew that Trinity was a real respected school, a degree a degree from the, from here, you know, held a lot of weight. So I was like, you know, I'm going to make sure that I make the best out of it. And that, you know, I basically killed two birds with one stone. So after the ball stops, because you never know what happened happen. And, you know, thank God I never was injured or anything like that. I had a successful career. And the reason I chose to stop playing professionally, which I played overseas in the Philippines and for the D League a little bit, um, was because of my son. I wanted mm-hmm. to be closer to him. But um, it just, it just, it worked out perfectly and, and that attracted me to the school. And um, yeah, so that's, that's what brought me there.
0: Yeah. When you reflect on your time as a student, were there a lot of alumni I talk to usually refer to uh, people that were really influential on them that, that stood out uh, as far as the connecting point, was there, is there any person or people that maybe stand out as, as influencers for you to help help kind of shaping your worldview or just shaping you as a person during your time here?
1: Um, There were two. Uh, Dr. Brodnick was a great professor. He's my history professor. Um, Me and him were able to connect on a lot of things. Obviously, again, like I said, uh, being African-American, able to connect on that. But also, he was a comic book geek. So that Mm -hmm. was a big thing. Uh, um, So we both connected on that. My dad's a comic book artist. So that's what I kind of grew up around. So, yeah, definitely him. Um, And he was just always willing to push the envelope, even in class. It, It was probably one of the most interesting courses I've taken in my entire education, career, high school, anything, he just, he switched things up, he was, he kept me awake in class, like for a history class, uh, I was, I was very awake, he he just kept things very interesting, very engaging, and then the biggest person was Sherry Jerkins, that lady Mm -hmm. there, uh, she, she pushed me, Um, she's like, you know, yeah, you're a great athlete and stuff like that, and, you know, captain of the team and All-American, that stuff is, that's nice, but you need this education side, too. And she really pushed me. She didn't give me no slack because I was an athlete or because I was a star athlete. Like, it was one time, like, we kind of, like, but hey, I think I, like, pulled out my phone one time. And, like, she let me have it. But everything that she did, it came from a good place. And she pushed me. Like I said, she was, she was there for my graduation. Like, even... Well, I said when it first started, I was like, I did not like this lady. Like she was rough. <laughs> like I did not, I, I did not like her. Like she, was, but she had, she had the best heart. Um, mm-hmm. She did anything to help me. There were situations, you know, things I was going through. She was there for me, willing to help through whatever. Um, she came to my grand opening. Like so mm-hmm. I didn't know she was coming. Like she just was. She has been supportive even, even years after, four years after graduating from Trinity. So definitely, her. She has definitely been the biggest person.
0: Cool. Yeah, I love hearing those stories. One of my favorite uh, parts of the job that I get to do is just to hear uh, people who would have made an impact on on alumni during their time as students. So, yeah, thanks Mm -hmm. for sharing. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about um, um, the business and opening that up. Uh, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you opened up uh, Forge Athletic Sports um, in December, uh, located in in Mokina, just uh, not too far away from Trinity. But share a little bit Mm -hmm. um, about Forge
1: and, and why it exists. Yeah, we um we opened up in October before it actually started. When I was fifteen years old, so when I was young, I never was really into sports. I didn't really, ironically, start playing basketball until I moved out to the suburbs from the city. Um, my dad was is a trainer as well, so at first it just started with me and my sisters. Me and my sister just played basketball. My dad would train us. So as things you know grew, more people kept were getting attracted to my father, and they you know wanted him for just physical trainer, a basketball training, many different things. So. In like twenty fifteen he started Forge and he just started kids from my high school. He's from other high schools, home with floss just everybody just coming to my dad because he knew you know, it looks like he played professionally in Korea for the all army team. He was a he's a veteran. Um, and he just he's been around basketball for a very long time. He's played with Michael Jordan. When I was little, he used to Tim Hardaway used to take me to the bathroom, like NBA, like I was around this my entire life and he was involved in those circuit. So he knew, he saw pretty much everything that was to come with the game. He's had the injuries, mm-hmm. he's been through all the mental aspects, having kids, you know, becoming, he's been through everything. So he was able to, to reach all the kids in a different way because what people don't understand about even just training in general is very mental. You have to be able to connect to your clients. Mm-hmm. And he was able to do that very well, especially with the kids. So that started with him. Um, he was training us. Like I said, he started Forge. He, he designed the logo, everything itself. He made himself shirts. He, de- he designed the whole programs for the kids and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he was doing that until work. It was the work balance. He he was obviously, he was making some nice money, but like I said, majority of it was basketball. So when basketball season started, you know, he was kind of like the kids were all with the high school programs and he kind of wasn't doing it then. So as that and his other business ventures were going, he just, it just kind of got pushed aside. the mm-hmm. side. Um, I, it didn't revive really back into 2017, my last year at Trinity. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just like a, it was like a clicking moment. So it was just one kid that he wanted me to train. Um, Kendall Davis, he wanted me to train him. He went to, he was at home with Floss War, and I did not want to do it. Like I always told him about, I did not want to be a trainer. No, he was like, oh, you gonna know, no? I don't want to be working at the gym. No, I'm, I'm just gonna go to school, for physical therapy, after basketball, and that's just gonna be it. And uh, he was like, no, just do it. Like just, just give it a shot. I just I was like, all right, fine, train the kid. And I think like after a couple of weeks, like he was seeing himself getting stronger. He was, his confidence was going up, and that was so self rewarding for me to see my. It wasn't even the money aspect for it because it wasn't even about the money at that point. It was just seeing him. You know, his confidence going up at him and just just that aspect of it. And I just I got addicted and then I was just training them and I was training at LA fitness at that point. But I still had my four shirt and stuff like that. I was kept it very professional from the beginning and slowly people just start picking up on it and they started watching. And at that time, like in 2017, I was still at Trinity. I was like working a security job, but I was doing that and I was like security one night and I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm just gonna do this full time. I cannot. I was like I was working nights. I was like I cannot do this. Like. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's how it pretty much started in 2017, mm-hmm. for me at least, from my part of Very it. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and um, w- was that something um, that you kind of shared a little bit that wasn't exactly in the in mm-hmm. the vision? As you're going through school, I mean, that that was not the plan with your degree. The plan was maybe a little bit more basketball mm-hmm. related, and then it kind of kicked in and became. A little yeah, bit more it, real. yeah,
1: exactly. Um, it was definitely not. It was definitely not in the plans. Um, so at the same time, 2017. Uh, that's when my son was coming to the world. So his mom was pregnant. She went to Trinity too. She graduated. That's where we actually met. Actually, I used to play basketball with her brothers when we were like 14. She used to be there, and I never knew who she was until I came to Trinity and we had anatomy class together. And then I ended up meeting her. um And then, so then, yeah, it, it, just the world, like soon as 2017, it was my last semester before yeah. the world just started becoming kind of real. A child was coming. You know, school was almost over. It was, you know, either, you know, what are you going to do as far as work? You know, what's basketball looking like? You know, I'm going to camps. I'm flying all over the country, you know, going to camps in Vegas and Sacramento and stuff like that, trying out for NBA teams. Um, so I'm doing all of this stuff. And um, yeah, it just was not in the plans at all. And at that time, I probably only had like two clients that I was like, b- I was like barely seeing. Um, I was like driving the school bus, not too far, and from in Crest in Crestwood, so I was doing that just to make some little part-time money, and work security at nights, and just finishing my last semester of school. Um, but that just goes back to to I like as a student, I never really had to apply myself. Like I said, I was I was always just a naturally smart kid. Um, I didn't even have to try hard, and I and I was like a CB student. I was not even like really trying. Um, it wasn't really till I got to Trinity that I really. Like I said, because the academics were so high that I really had to study. Like I never studied before until I came to Trinity. I'm like, okay, like this is mm-hmm. a little bit <laughs> more real. Yeah. So I'm like actually sitting up, standing at night till o'clock in the morning, actually studying. And it actually it helped it helped me realize how smart I actually really was when I actually applied myself. Mm-hmm. So I'd never been on honor roll, no dean's list, anything until literally my last semester of school, I made the Dean's list. And that is because I that yeah. ba- basketball was out the picture for the most part. And I was just focusing on school that last semester. And I really like I made the dangerous list. And never thought that was gonna happen, and I was like, okay, I can't actually do this. And I and I didn't realize how much I actually learned from some stuff from Sherry or stuff from my dad. I didn't know how much I actually knew until you know I just started getting results from training and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so talk a little bit more about Forge specifically. Why does it exist, and what when you're talking to the clients, why are clients coming to you, or what are you what are you helping them achieve in the work that you do?
1: Um, so at Forge, so. When we started like i said it was mainly um athlete based um but as i started after I, after I got back from overseas in 2018 um and i just started doing i saw there was a need for everyone else like yeah everybody wants to train an athlete everybody wants the next big athlete but what about the, the regular people so yes we still do train athletes and stuff like that but my but my focus i wanted to be wanted to be on the everyday the mom the dad the the banker the teacher i wanted the people who who actually needed but they were sitting around all day. So my focus started getting towards that. And, um, it was just one of those things. It just kind of, it just built up really fast. I started off in, in Tinley Park. I was just out a little space. Um, I only had about four clients. I was training at Anytime Fitness in Frankfurt. Um, and I decided to brand, I was, and I was doing, I was working physical thir- a physical therapy clinic at Homer Glenn. So I was doing my exercise, um, physiologist stuff. So I was basically doing rehab, but also doing a personal training side and, I don't know. It just started, it just grew so fast. I and mean, it's only been a year. It's only been a year and it just started growing so fast. So we started at one place in Tinley. that building got shut down. So we had to find another place. Then we had another place here in Mokina. And then it got to about, um, yeah, about September. I was like, you know what? I was like, I have enough clients. I was training about 60 people at the time. And I was like, I just need, we need our own space. And one day, I just was like, i was just tired, so I'm just looking at one place. And I just, uh, I messaged this one, um, I, I contacted this realtor and um, literally met him that same day. And then he walked me through it and I'm like, this is it. And hmm. I was like, I'm not one to, you know, drag my feet and I had the paper sign the next week. And they started on, you know, decorating everything and getting the floors and stuff. And I just went to get the equipment and just jumped right in. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Uh, was there anything you know as a, as a business owner? Uh, was there anything that you learned along that way? Maybe uh, having to overcome, maybe some some fears of opening a business and or opening a building in a pandemic, yeah. or just some things you maybe things you didn't think about or know. Why would you know you've never had to you know open a building before? Share a little bit. maybe some some things you had to overcome. Um,
1: I, that was my biggest. That's why I did not want to. Me and my dad had planned to open up a gym earlier last February. We decided, not, and then as soon as last February, we were about to take this gym. We were about to jump on it. And then COVID happened. And some things fell through. They started getting a little shaky. And we was like, no, we're just going to pass on. and end up being a great decision. Um, and then, you know, it was the middle of the pandemic. And it, what, what happened, I guess the reverse kind of happened for me. Because I, I I specialize in just personal training. So a lot of one-on-one. So it's not really that COVID fear because you're not really messing with too many people. At one time, it's not like big groups or anything like that. And everybody was just sitting at home. And so it was okay, we see this guy, he does one-on-one, he gets good results, and we're not doing anything anyway. Everybody's sitting at home. So during that time, my, my business actually grew more. And um, so people were just coming from everywhere. And they st- they still are, especially now, the, the New Year's and stuff like that. Now people are actually, you know, getting back to work and things like that. Um, it's just it's just been growing. It's got to the point where I have too many people, and I've actually been having to put people on waiting lists and things like that. Um. But I guess a lot of things that I learned, I just didn't know how much it actually took, um, insurance and, um, you know, scheduling and still, you know, having to make time for yourself and your family. Um, it was just a lot of different things, taxes, taxes, <laughs> taxes were yeah. the biggest thing, like I was dreading taxes all year, um. But I was just prepping it's just a lot of different things and, and I'm still learning um and I mm-hmm. guess that's the that's the joy of it is just learning and and I feel more confident now obviously more than ever and I'm like okay I'm ready to open another one and then just you know ready to do different things um so we got we got an app coming especially I, I realize I, I'm not able to reach everybody so uh, we have an app coming mm-hmm. out February 15th it's a personal training app where it's like you basically it's a trainer at home in your pocket so like I just and it's with me and other trainers that I also that I'll assign on the way. Um and basically just designing workouts for whatever you're dealing with for people that are home that don't have equipment, people that are in gyms and just want something to, you know, to shake up the routine or more structure, just so I can reach more people in a in a worldwide span instead of just, you know, in a local area.
0: Yeah. So maybe share a little bit about that passion because yeah, there may be some folks, whether it's the new year, uh, whether it's coming out of winter, whether it's uh, the pandemic, whatever it is, if someone's, man, I am I need to change things up, what might be a good first step for someone who just needs to figure something out to get? Uh, back
1: like I said, it's, it's, for a lot of people, it's just about structure. The majority of people are intimidated by, by fitness in general. They're, they're intimidated by the weights, they're intimidated by the guys in gym, they just got all the muscles and they look like they know what they're doing. The majority of the time, A lot of those guys don't know what they were doing. (laughs) They still don't know a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people are trainers or call themselves trainers simply because they spent $180, took a 10 question test. And now they're a personal trainer Mm. instead of, you know, actually Mm. going to school and getting a degree and spending four years actually learning this, you know, there's a difference in just, in just quality in general, you know, time does make you better. Um, and a lot of people, I just tell them it's just about starting. Um, a lot of people, you know, they fear, um they feel they feel looking stupid or or hurting themselves and my thing is you just have to be with the right person that that doesn't push that they you should always have a trainer that push you but nobody that you know try, that's trying to break you I'm not trying to break you I'm trying to make you better um there's going to be some stumbling mm-hmm. blocks along the way, but the the point is is that you woke up and that you came and that you started it's just start find something um with some type of structure in it, somebody that you know that's knowledgeable, that's been doing it for a long time, um, that's gotten results and just start. Like It doesn't matter if people are like, oh, I want to get a little bit more in shape before I come, you know why? That makes no sense. That, that makes no <laughs> sense. Like you're not going to do it. You're just procrastinating. Most people just procrastinate. Mm-hmm. It's just about starting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned kind of already like that this work is relational. You talk about the impact that you see on people's lives. Is, is there a story maybe of someone that comes to mind of a way that you've been able to kind of help uh, them uh, through their journey and desire to, to that comes to mind that you want to share maybe? Uh, about?
1: It's just, it's so many people. Um, everybody comes in with their different things. Some people come, they're type two diabetic. Um, I've helped get people off of, of medicines. Um, there are people... Um Mr. Russell, one guy he just had he had open heart surgery like a couple of months ago. He had like four knee replacements, two shoulder replacements, two hip replacements, mm. and thought he couldn't do any type of exercise. His wife thought he couldn't do anything. And mm. he came in and started working with me. He got full mobility back. He was able to he couldn't go up his own stairs. You know, mm. just working with him. That man, guess, that was the thing that also helped me in my experience was you know having that that physical therapy and rehab background as well that's the personal training. So I'm able to merge the two. Um, so a lot of times yeah. people, they might have some, some happen. They don't even go to a physical therapy, it just comes straight to me and I'm able to help rehab them through those injuries and through those, you know, different things. Um, but it's just, it's just different people. Um, Ms. Patrice, she was on, she was on like seven different medicines now she's down to two. She was type two diabetic, now she's on diabetes medicine. It's just so many different people, um, mm-hmm. that I've reached that it's just hard to just pick one. Some people, it's just a confidence thing. Yeah. Um, I've seen people's entire lives change um they work working dead-end jobs it, it gave them confidence in themselves some people got married it's just so many different things like in such yeah. a small amount of time I've, I've definitely I've trained over maybe 200 people in just a year span already and it's just like it's just hard to pick one it's just so many different stories but it's yeah. it always makes me feel good to see people doing so much better even after they leave me people that have lost 50, 60 pounds, and mm-hmm. they just have a whole new beast on like Now they work out every day, even if they're not with me anymore. Like I said, I tell everybody, my job my job is to teach you just how people like Sherry taught me, yeah. my dad taught me. My job is yeah. to teach you so that you don't need me anymore. Like I tell everybody, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be with a personal trainer more than a year and come to me, like, I don't know what I'm doing. That's the problem. My job is to mm-hmm. teach you the things that I know so that you can go and help somebody else. So I've had yeah. people that they're leading workout groups now. They, they have their little groups. They go and they work out. They still do the same stuff that they did when they were with me, but they're, yeah. they're, they're pushing it forward. And I think that's the most rewarding thing. I, not even, you know, the money or just, you know, just having, you know, my own gym at, at such a young age, but the fact that I'm able to help so many people, that's what, uh, literally is what keeps me going. It has been a year. I've been doing this for a year, working Monday through Friday. I've not taken one day off in the entire mm-hmm. year. The only I took off, the only time I took off was the week that I was getting the gym together. That's the only time that I've taken off in an entire year. Yeah. Um, and it's because of the people they look for. They sometimes, they come in, they're tired but they come in and they push. So, and they're looking at me for that, that pillar of strength and consistency. And that's what I always pride myself on being, is being consistent.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome stuff. Um, If you were to talk to a prospective student or maybe even a current student at Trinity, who's like, man, I want to get there. I want to, I want to, I want to follow that career path. Mm -hmm. Any advice you'd have for them if they're like debating about going into this uh, line of work? Uh, What I tell
1: everybody um, is if you're going to do it, do it because you love it, not because of the money. But I tell you about it, I know many people. I've Some people that have bought equipment from my gym, they, they tried being trainers, and it just didn't work out for them. Whether it was, you know, personality, conflict, there's many different things um, that can come, that can, you know, affect your business. Like I said, COVID, the biggest one. Some people, might you might not connect with some people. You might not be a people person like you think you are. Um, you know, might not be able to motivate. There's so many different factors. But if you love it, you'll find your tribe. Like I said, my job, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get everybody. I'm trying to I'm trying to reach the people that need me. Mm. That want me. I don't go chasing clients. I don't go, hey, sign up now. Nope. I don't do anything. I come in, I, I post the videos of my people working, their results, and I keep it moving. Because my job is is not to make more money, it's to help people. I said if you do something that you love, the money will come. I was told that my whole life. I didn't believe it, but um it's true. If you do something that you love, the the money will come and it'll take care of itself. And um and just be I said, just be resilient. Like I said, I started mm-hmm. with, with four people, and I was seeing those and I was seeing those four people four days a week faithfully. And I and I was coming in. And I was paying my rent, space, training those two people, those four people, and I was leaving for that one hour, and that was it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it just built. But you have the you can't like only oh, got two people. Most people they they have two people for a couple of months, two months, and they just quit. Don't quit. Just mm-hmm. keep doing. Just keep being consistent, and it'll come.
0: Yeah. You
1: mentioned earlier, Trinity talks a lot
0: about. Uh, Worldview perspective. Uh, we talk a lot about our faith and how our faith influences everything we do. Um, anything you can share about how you know your faith
1: influences the work that you do, or uh, on an everyday day? Uh, absolutely. Um, what I tell people all the time. Um, when my dad started Forge, it, it was it was based off of our religion. We there's a whole there's a program in it, especially for kids, that teaches them things um, to help strengthen them mentally. But also spiritually as well. Um, and most of those things were taken straight out straight out of the Bible. So we have like a it's a whole just pamphlet of just stuff that they actually have to learn, they have to recite back to us, and they they don't even know that it's from the Bible, but they're there's teaching from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what and that's what helped structure me in my life, in my business, um, even as far as just, as just having integrity and just doing things the right way and just, you know, the belief in that you reap what you sow. If you do good and you put good out into the world, then God's going to honor that and he's going to bring that back to you. And I pride myself on that. I do good by people. I don't try to skim people on money. Mm-hmm. I don't try to cut corners. I don't try to give them, you know, the um, the least amount of experience or the least amount of training. I give them the best that I have every day that I come. And, everything that i put out has come back to me tenfold and i just believe that was the biggest thing about what i was taught when i was when i was when i was you know, brought up by my parents it's not even doing things for accolades or it's just doing it one because you love it and two because you want to you want to help people and do good um, god puts us all for a reason he's given us all gifts and i definitely believe this is one of my gifts um, it's allowed me to reach people in so many different ways, and like I say it's just been a blessing overall. And um, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I'm able to leave a legacy that I believe I'll mark on this world for the day, you know, when I leave here, that my son will know that his, you know, his dad was here and he helped people, and he will have something if he chooses to pick it up that would be there for him or or anyone else. Uh, but he would know that, you know, I was here and I had a positive impact on the world, and you know, this is just only the beginning. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Awesome.
0: So if, if folks are living in the South suburbs area and want to learn more about Forge, or even if maybe, um, they, they don't live nearby and are really intrigued by this idea of a a physical trainer on an app, what's the best way maybe for them to learn
1: more about Um, that? Is there a website they can uh, go to? So right now the website is being built along with the app. it will all be out by February 15th for now. Um, you can contact us on Instagram, um, at Forges Fitness, um, or on Facebook at Forge Sport Performance. Either one is fine. Um, have Great response time for any question that you may have. Um, you can just contact me through there, I usually respond very fast. Um, but yeah, that's probably the best way, or you can come by anytime. Like so everybody can drop by and visit. Uh, it's uh, 9620 Little Lane, uh, in Mokina, Illinois. Uh, yeah, anytime everybody's welcome. Like I said, we yeah, it's, a, it's a very you know, a, fam- a family like atmosphere because that's how. I, I, it took a village to raise me, and it's the same thing. I, I, I take that approach with my clients. It like takes a village for us. We have to support each other, love one with each other, and that's the only way we're going to get better and get through the hard times. Because we all know we have been through some very dark times, especially after recently. Mm. But we're only going to make it through together. No man is an island.
0: Yeah, awesome stuff. We'll be sure to include the links uh, below in the podcast description as well, so folks can find that on Instagram and Facebook. Um, all right. Some last, like, just kind of maybe some light-hearted uh, questions. Always like to end on a couple things here. Um, is there is there an exercise that like you love to have? Maybe some of your clients do, but you you always see your clients hate. Like they, they despise you That's for making easy. them do it, but it's such a good exercise for them to do.
1: Tire flips. Tire I flips. Hate tire flips every week. We're not talking. We're not talking those little donuts. No, no, that, like, no, no, the, the, no, the replacement no, no, tires on no. the on the car. We're talking tractor tires. <laughs> so I have two in here. I have one I use normally for like hammer slams. And one, everybody has to come in, they have to go down and back to gym six times. Every, every beginning, I don't care if the session starts on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Whenever you come, you have to start with those spot those tire flips, and they hate it. They hate it, but it's such a good exercise. Um, it's a total body exercise, it's good for your arms, your back, your core, your legs, everything. But they absolutely hate it every day. I cannot exaggerate how much they're like, I hate this tire, I hate this tire. But they love the benefits and the results of it all right awesome i love it um
0: uh any favorite exercise that you personally love to do is that maybe the tire flips are the one or is there one like
1: the, your go-to exercise that you love to do uh keep you in shape uh my favorite are the ab wheel rollouts i love ab wheel rollouts um like i said i work out so much it's very hard for me to become sore um but those ab wheel rollouts uh, with a little rolling just roll out in front of you are probably are probably the best. I feel them usually every day, especially in my upper, my upper abdominal area. Um, those are probably the best ones. Those are probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah, you're young, so you don't get sore. Give it a couple years, man. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Oh, no, yeah. All right.
0: Last thing, I know a lot of times with training, um, you know, we want to find a consistent rhythm, and, and it's not just um, working out. It's lifestyle changes, right? So sometimes that means changing uh, eating habits. And so a lot of times when we make those changes, we talk about a cheat day, right? Like an off day. Um, if if it's, if it's uh, Jordan's cheat day, what's on his list? Is there a certain food you go to? Is there a dessert? What's what's your kryptonite? My kryptonite
1: is uh, sweet steaks from home and a hoagie. Um, it's in a city. It's exactly how it sounds. It's, it's like a uh, it's steak and like a bun and it just has like this sweet barbecue like mouth sauce and they have like these mouth like these saucy fries and it's just so good. Like that is my weakness. Anybody puts that in front of me. I don't care if it's the middle of the week. I'm going to eat it. I cannot eat it. And you have to like really take a trip to go get it. And they're only open like a couple of days off the week. Um, at Home of the Hoagie's, Sweet Steaks, I'll, or ste- no, they're called Steak Sweets. Steak Sweets, not even Sweet Steaks, but so I love them. No, home that, of the Hoagie's, that's the name of the restaurant? Home, home of the Hoagie, yep. It's only one. It's only the one. They, okay. they won't franchise because that's how much people love it. They'll just, they will just keep one little store, and it's right in the city, and you have to, like, take a trip to go get it, and, Yep that's that's my trip night all right
0: that's going on my to-do list here i'm gonna make that yeah
1: out.
0: all right jordan i uh, can't thank you enough for joining us for a few minutes uh, today appreciate your insights uh for um the, the way you uh live into the work that you do the way you impact and influence lives uh, each and every day appreciate you at trinity alum and uh, blessings to you going forward man
1: all right thank you for having me i appreciate it you bet
0: thank you for listening to this episode of troll talks a part of the troll nation network If you or someone you know wants to make a difference in the lives of current, former, or prospective students at Trinity Christian College, be sure to visit our website at trnty.edu slash tnn. That's trnty.edu slash tnn. Have an idea for a future Troll Talks episode that would benefit the Trinity community? send us an email at alumni at t-r-n-t-y dot edu. That's alumni at t-r-n-t-y dot edu.